evening. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And, and this is May 11th, Jane's birthday. Happy I'm, birthday, Jane. I'm 55. She's double nipples today. Woohoo! And today we're talking about Revelation series number four, A Door into Heaven. Chapter four. We have just finished the letters to the churches in the first three chapters. Yeah, and that was, those kind of discouraged me. I kind of wanted to give up on Revelation, but Shannon said, no, we're going to no, plug we're through. we're going to plow through this, and there's, there's a good reason for that. But the first few chapters could have been letters from Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, the abbreviated letters from Paul talking to the churches. Yeah. Although it was talking to the church as a whole, every church has a section of these seven churches. But now we're going to get into, starting in chapter 4, the okay. parts of Revelation that people find the most intimidating. And also the most interesting. So. They're interesting, but they're challenging. And just a little caveat here, um, before we start, I do not consider myself an expert on Revelation by any way, shape, or form. But I've read it, and I keep reading it, and we keep studying it, and we keep gaining more and more out of it. Mm-hmm. So as we go forward today, this is, these are the things that... Um, We have learned. We have learned through the Spirit. But if you ask me questions I may not know answers to on Revelation, and I don't know if anyone really does. I think if anybody says they know for sure what it means, they're deceived. Yeah, they're they're probably exaggerating their own understanding because this is prophecy, and it is a visual prophecy that is beyond our comprehension at the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So. So... Okay, James going to read Revelation 4. Yeah, and this is out of the message again. Then I looked, and oh, a door opened into heaven. The trumpet voice, the first voice in my vision, called out, Ascend and enter. I'll show you what happens next. I was caught up at once in deep worship, and oh, a throne set in heaven, with one seated on the throne, suffused in gem hues of amber and flame, with a nimbus of emerald. Twenty-four thrones circled the throne, with twenty-four elders seated, white-robed, gold-crowned, lightning flash and thunder crash pulsed from the throne. Seven fire-blazing torches fronted the throne. These are the sevenfold Spirit of God. Before the throne, it was like a clear crystal sea. Prowling around the throne were four animals, all eyes, eyes to look ahead, eyes to look behind, The first animal like a lion, the second like an ox, the third with a human face, the fourth like an eagle in flight. The four animals were winged, each with six wings. They were all eyes, seen around and within, and they chanted night and day, never taking a break. Holy, holy, holy is God our master, sovereign strong, the was, the is, the coming. Every time the animals gave glory and honor and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the age after age living one, the 24 elders would fall prostrate before the one seated on the throne. They worshipped the age after age living one. They threw their crowns at the foot of the throne, chanting, Worthy, O Master, yes, our God, take the glory, the honor, the power. You created it at all. It was created because you wanted it. Hmm. There you go. Okay. It's a short chapter, but boy, is it filled with stuff. Like those animals, the animal creatures. Okay. So let's 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 try and 
Oh, he wants to do it orderly. I just want to chew on it a little bit. All right, I let's to, chew. I want to start it in the beginning and kind of chew our way through it. Oh, right. Um, one thing that I, th- I thought was very interesting. Jesus is talking to John about the churches. And then it says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open to heaven. Come on up. He says, Come up here, I'll show you what's going to take place. The door into heaven. Mm-hmm. What does that remind you of? Jesus. Yes. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one enters no one enters the Father except through, through me. me. He is the door. So he is the door. Into and he heaven. says, come up. And this is Jesus talking to him all along. So yep. Come up. Come on up. And then he says that once I was in the Spirit, mm-hmm. and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. I, I love that. He gets a chance to see the throne. Um, mm-hmm. The throne of God. Now, he doesn't see God specifically, but he sees the throne. Well, he sees one seated on the throne. He sees one seated on the throne, but, you know, he, Moses was told, you cannot look at me. Well, but this wasn't a vision, so. Okay. I, you know, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But it's very interesting. One thing I, I read was, um, if you look at uh, verse 3. Mm-hmm. It says, the one who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Ruby. Mm-hmm. There's something special about Jasper and Ruby. What is it? On Aaron's breastplate. Oh. That's the first stone and the last stone. Oh. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Mm, that so, is interesting. Uh, and a rainbow shone like an emerald and circled the throne. Mm-hmm. A rainbow around the throne. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's what, you know, when God's rainbow... His bow is in the sky after the rain. Mm-hmm. That's part of what's coming from it's the throne. It's part of the promise. And it's, and it's his radiance from heaven. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it's something that you would never, ever be able to see on earth. No. John would have never seen anything like this before. He's describing something that no one had seen. Right. He's never seen a picture of this or a book or anything in this nature. When we get in the animals, it'll really hit. But... No one's ever seen these things before. He's describing them as accurately as his brain can comprehend. Right. Yeah. So when we read it, we have to understand, first of all, this is this is John's interpretation of what he sees. And if we saw it, we might describe it slightly different. Right. We don't know for sure. But we do know the, the awesomeness of the things he's describing mm-hmm. and the way he uses such colorful language. There's a lot of color in this. Mm-hmm. A lot of colors. And a lot of sounds. I mean, and this is this has got oh, it's got to be sensory overload. Yeah, lightning is flashing, thunder is crashing. Yeah, I mean, it was just yeah, sensory overload. Okay, so let's pick up four here. It says, surrounding the throne were twenty four other thrones, mm-hmm. and seated on them were twenty four elders, right, dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting too. Uh, we have the twenty four elders mm-hmm. gathered around, and they have crowns on their heads. So obviously these are these are elders that are specifically chosen to sit in this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read different things. You said we talked about different things that they could be, but that's, all, think, that's all conjecture. Yes, it's conjecture. Jane thinks. This is Jane. I think the twelve uh, that uh, twelve of the tri- twelve of them uh, represent the twelve tribes of Israel. Maybe it's the lead, like Reuben and. Je- and and jo- uh, Jonah, Reuben and Judah, Judah and 
those, okay. and the other twelve are the twelve disciples. Because reason why Jane thinks this is because what it says later in in Revelation with other things like the apostles' names written in the foundation or whatever. But that's later. And but that again is another one I read. It was someone thought maybe it was the twenty four writers of the Old Testament. Yeah, they were the elders that came before Christ. Mm-hmm. So they were the ones that prophesied and, mm-hmm. and talked about all okay. these things to set up the foundations for Christ. Mm-hmm. So as elders, Old Testament mm-hmm. elders, kind of kind of fits too. But it does it matter who they are right now? No, I don't think that is is a, too much of a focus because he just says me. there are twenty four. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then verse yeah. five from the throne came flashes of lightning, rumbling and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. If we remember back into the letters to the churches, the one who holds the seven lamps is one of the things listed. Mm-hmm. That's so, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there we go. There's the seven lamps. These are the seven spirits of God. Now, I, I found something on, on uh, Got Questions that I thought was very interesting. That is a great website, gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org, right? yep. Yeah. Um, and he mentions the seven spirits. So in... Mm-hmm. Revelations 1, it says, John to the seven churches in the province of, of Asia, grace to you from him who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne. And uh, Revelation 3, to the angel of the church in Sardis. These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God. Mm-hmm. And then Revelation 4 mentions it. It mentions it again in Revelation 5. Mm-hmm. So identifying the seven spirits. Um, well, the, what's he saying? Okay, basically what it comes to are the um, the seven spirits, when it comes down to it, are the, are, are characteristics of the, the Holy Spirit. You mean like the fruit the of spirit? The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Wisdom, the oh, okay. Spirit of Understanding, the Spirit of Counsel, the Spirit of Power, the Spirit of Knowledge, and the Spirit of the Fear of the Lord. Hmm. So I thought those were very interesting. A lot of these, they come from uh, passages out of Isaiah. And if you uh, reading into... This part of Revelation, there's some really strong similarities with Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Slightly different in some ways, but yeah. very strong mm-hmm. uh, similarities, especially once we get into these animals on the throne. Ooh. Animals are cool. I just I think it's cool that these animal creatures are part of the worship of God. So if people say there aren't animals in heaven, they're silly. Well, of course. Jesus comes back riding a white horse. Right, and um, Isaiah 11 lists all sorts of animals that will be in heaven. But But the other description here, setting the scene on this, if you were trying to put a picture together, it says, in front of the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass, Mm -hmm. clear as crystal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the setting around the throne. We've gotten the setting around the throne, a description of the Alpha and the Omega sitting on the throne. Mm -hmm. That's it. Sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. That's all it says. Right. And then now we get to, we got the outside picture. And now we're going to go to the inside. We're going to start moving mm-hmm. in. In the center. Around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. That is so weird. Strange thing. Strange so picture for us. Like the first one has an appearance like a lion. So it's a lion with all these thousands of eyes. So that's got. That's just strange. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a 
hard thing to wrap our brains around, but yeah. um, those four living creatures, uh, it says one was a lion, like an ox, like the face of a man, and the fourth was a flying eagle. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting because he says a lion, an ox, an eagle, and a face like a man. Mm-hmm. Didn't say like a body like a man. No. It just says a face, face mm-hmm. which is kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little... It's 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 something we can't quite grasp because it seems fantastical. You know, if someone had put this in like a fantasy novel or something, you wouldn't. But this is truth. I mean, this is going to be in heaven. I mean, and uh, it's just I don't know if anyone can explain this. Jesus can, but. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, it's just crazy to think. But I love how they they were all eyes, seeing around and within. They chanted night and day, never taking a break. Holy, holy, holy is God our master, sovereign, strong, the was, the is, the coming. So they were just there to worship God. Right. And um, those four living creatures are obviously not human creatures. Or this. Those are angels of some sort. Specifically, they have, they're, they're right next to the throne, so they're probably in a high order. But they have, mm-hmm. as we get into uh, four and five, those those uh, even all the way through Revelation, mm-hmm. now, these these creatures have a role. They have yeah. jobs. Oh, they do. They do have other jobs. Other they have than jobs. Worshiping, the yeah. first one is worshiping. Mm-hmm. That's the first job. So they are described, like you said, as having. Um, Eyes on all of them. And then they said they had six wings mm-hmm. and were covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. So they, he mentions the eyes twice. Yeah. Must have been really disconcerting to see. Well, got to be. Eyes looking at you like that. See all these eyes staring. But then he said, yeah, never, they never stop. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty was and is and is to come. You Old, know, current, future. Past, yeah. present, and future. Past, present, and future. God is God. Yep. Well, and you know, and if a, just a regular human chose four beings, beings, it's hard to say that word, to be in front of God's throne and how they would look, I don't think this is what we would choose. We wouldn't choose these animal-like creatures with eyes all over them. Probably choose some massive angels that look like humans but are... Right, we would intimidating. We would, we would automatically. We have a tendency to take angels and try and humanize them, personify them as human yeah. shape, human form, and they have appeared as in human form. Right, but if you think about that, if you had the ability to appear as anything, and you were going to go talk to to a human, the safe way to do that would be to go as a human. Yeah, not right. as a lion covered with eyes. Right. That probably would have killed a guy a shock right on the spot. Oh, yeah. But this is part of that that realm that we don't have full understanding of. Oh, we have hardly any understanding. But the four living creatures we'll see in the roles they have later on. These eyes means they see everything mm-hmm. at all times, mm-hmm. everywhere. They do not miss a thing. They have eyes un- even under their wings. Six wings. It's interesting because Ezekiel mentions them, but he calls them, he says they have four wings. Are they the same creatures? Similar, yeah. Very, similar. very similar. 
Are you um, sure? He says only four wings. Yes. Oh. And the creatures go everywhere the throne grows. Right. So in Ezekiel 1, 12 through 20, it said, Each went straight forward. Wherever the Spirit would go, they went without turning as they went. For as for the likeness of living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire with the appearance of torches coming to and fro from the living creatures. And the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning, and the living creatures darted to and fro like the appearance of flash, flash of lightning. Now as I look at the creature, okay, he talks about that and the wheels and stuff like that. So it's, it's slightly different, mm -hmm. but it's a different person looking. at The right. same thing comes up with different different descriptions. Right. There is no... There's no uh, mistakes in the Bible, so I, I honestly believe that that is the infallible Word of God. So this is just, if I had, you know, my time in law enforcement, I guarantee if I had two people sitting next to each other that saw the same incident happen, and I interview them separately, I will get different details from each person. Oh, right, because they not see... That they, not oh, that they oh. saw something different, mm -hmm. but they each recall something different. They each right. focus on something different. Mm -hmm. Of course. So it, it's uh, just it's fascinating to read these things. And then we have at the end of this, it is a very short chapter, just mm -hmm. 11 verses. But then it talks about the 24 elders fall prostrate. they got to be prostrate all the time because it says, Every time the angels gave glory and honor and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the 24 elders would fall prostrate before the one seated on the throne. And up there it says they chanted night and day, never taking a break. So, but it, it did say that they fell prostrate, so he must they must get up and get down and get up and yeah. get down. Because he says he saw them fall yeah. down, so they had to be up before they fell. But it's a, but they, it's a constant. Yeah. It's a never-ending praise of God. And they're chanting together, Worthy, O Master, yes, our God, take the glory, the honor, the power. You created it all. It was created because you wanted it. Yes, and Just, in, in the NIV it says, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. This, this, uh, this is, I'm, I'm, I read out of the Message Devotional Bible, which I really mm -hmm. like. Uh, Peterson gives us a, 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 every once in a while he'll ask a question. You know, and so this is an interesting question just to think about with in regard to this chapter. How does your mental image of God compare to this portrayal? Hmm. Or is I, I would add, is your your um, mental image of God does it change because of this chapter? Or is it is something added to it? Or you know, b before reading this chapter and then after reading the chapter. I mean, I don't know if I have a mental image of God. I do. I have fr from arts and movies and stuff. Sure, the I have, Chapel. And I have ideas of what Jesus might have looked like. Right. And so when, but as far as Father God, though Jesus is in the image of God, but not the human image, mm -hmm. you know. That's so most... Most artists that we know about that were painting this were medieval type artists, yeah. Renaissance artists that were painting these things. And I don't know if you if you looked at their paintings if they'd had a different picture between Moses and God. Oh, probably. God's not. always got the white hair and the white right. beard. Yeah, and that, you know that that flowing. But again, in one hundred percent human form. Right. Everything takes human we, form. But it's all we can grasp, really. Yeah, but. 
when Jesus was born, he took the he took the form of a man. Yeah, he no. took the form of a man. He became he, he became a man. Right. What was he before he became a man? Right. I don't know. So you know the he came in human form, just like the angels did. Right. But so. it, I think it is. I think it is hubris of us and egotistical of us to assume that while we are created in the image of God, that that means God looks like me. Well, I think... I think being created in the image of God doesn't necessarily mean you are identical looking to God. Right. But I think also it's a way for us to try to understand. Right. And when we all... You know when you hear about someone, like maybe when you read something someone said, or maybe you see a movie or that someone wrote or whatever. It is always, I th- at least with me, I always want to know what that person looks like. Mm-hmm. Just because. Like if I read something, oh, let's see what that person looks like. Or That's why they put the picture of the author in the back of the right, book. Right, but I mean, right. that's one of the first questions people ask. Well, what does he look like? What does she look like? Just because we like to be able to picture somebody. Right. We like to compartmentalize things. Yeah, and I think that's... We put them into a box so that's something that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. We just like to be able to associate, you know, a, and, a, a picture with a name, a yeah, vision, and I th- visual I think, with a with a name. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know, and it's the same way. If you hear of something that you've never heard of before, you know, it's so easy now. We can just look it up online to see what it is and click on images, and all of a sudden, you know what an animal you've never seen before looks like, or or whatever, and a plant or whatever, and. And I just, it's just, it's just how we process the world. I remember uh, in one of my history books, when I was teaching history, there is an, uh, a drawing done by a famous German of a rhinoceros based oh. upon a description. Yes. It was just a description. Yeah. So the guy had nothing. He just That's went it. off the words he was told. Yeah. And he, the rhinoceros was armored. It had... Armor, like you would see plate armor yeah. of the period that this man was drawing. So he tried to take something he was familiar yeah. with and make it. And it's, there's quite, you know what he's trying to draw. Right. You see it. You so know what he's does, trying to draw. It, it's not the real creature. Right. But he's trying to draw but it. But you can tell what he's trying to draw. But he's doing it with associations of things he's familiar yeah. with. So John is in the same way here. I don't know if I could, if I threw a pile of stones in front of you. Mm-hmm. Could you pick out automatically the jasper? I don't know. Could you these... pick out automatically the no, different stones? I couldn't. I don't. The in Revelation especially, but there's other parts of the Bible too. Mm-hmm. But in Revelation especially, <coughs> several gemstones are mentioned that I have no clue what they are. Right. You and know? we can look them up, but that doesn't mean we're familiar with them. Right. However, John, being raised in the synagogue in the temple. Mm-hmm. He would have seen the breastplates. Yes. He would have known the, the stones. He would have seen those things. Mm-hmm. So for him, it's a familiar thing to re- refer right. to. For us, we might describe it completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, he said a rainbow like an emerald. Yeah. Why would a rainbow be like an emerald? We think a rainbow is multicolored, and he says an emerald, which we know is a green stone. Right. Well, I, let me read shining it. like an emerald. Yeah. Emeralds. And- Especially when they're faceted, yeah, are are like diamonds almost, right? But he doesn't say like a diamond because diamonds weren't were common at that time. Yeah, here so, it says how uh, Peterson yeah. interprets it: uh, a throne set in heaven with one seated on the throne, suffused in gem hues of amber and flame, 
with a nimbus of emerald. A nimbus is that circle, right? Right. It would be the like aura. the rainbow. The aura. The, the aura. Yeah. Nimbus, but, that's a nice name. A nice word. Nimbus. Well, it's... Yeah, He's and, not going on my tangent. Uh, not really. Okay. Those are clouds. Um, but they're fun. But, yeah, it's... it's all of these things, when he talks about the seven lamps, yeah, it's not lamps like we have. These would have been Correct. flame-based lamps. You know, all of those things, if we take them into the context of what he would have known of to describe to us, yeah, if someone in his time frame heard him say these things, they would have probably have a deeper understanding right. of what he's talking about than right. we are. Correct. Um, and the, the six wings... Uh, mm-hmm. Just the concept. There's nothing that I know of that has six wings. No. Well, the most we know is like a butterfly has four wings. A dragonfly. Yeah. Has multiple wings. But, you know, an eagle in flight with six wings. Yeah. That's just eagle crazy. in flight is an awesome thing. Yeah. Was... Eagle with wings? Yeah. Six wings? Yeah. A lion with wings? Yeah. The one thing I do. Oh, goodness. You know what I just thought of? What's that? The Island of Misfit Toys. That lion had wings. Yes, it did. Yes. Yes, in the old... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rudolph Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I yes. I love that show. Um, you know, the great claymation ones, the early ones. Uh, when we look at um, these creatures, though, if you think about a lion, mm-hmm. ferocious, strong... Regal. Powerful. Uh, the, uh, Jesus described as the Lion of Judah. Right. It is, you know, he's the apex predator of the day. Right. The ox, the strongest creature that John would have ever ran into. Really? An ox? Oh, yeah. An ox would have been a huge bull. Right. Huge. Well, not a bull. Didn't they cut him off? Weren't necessarily, they weren't necessarily seized. They could have been bullets. They used bulls, too. Oh, really? Yeah, because they get bigger. So they would have been the draft animals of the day, the pulling animals well, of the day. Well, okay, question So here. they would have been the strongest animals in John's world. Now, would they have, like, cut off his thingies after he was so big? Not necessarily. The reason that we... The reason that we... Um, castrate? castrate steers is twofold. Number one, because we don't want them just breeding helter-skelter. Yeah. Uh, secondly, um, they don't develop the same muscles. A steer will never look like a bull. Bulls right. look much different. Right. They have thicker necks. Yeah. They're much more powerful. But uh, for meat production, you want to they're steer. tougher. Oh, yeah. The steer is, the steer is based on growing meat. If they kept the, the, the ox and mm-hmm. as bulls, mm-hmm. I suppose they just kept them away from females. Right. Okay, They'd so then together. they would you'd have, you'd have no big deal. You know, it, it talks about, uh, um, was it Elisha that burned, his, burned the plows? Mm-hmm. And he had uh, eight. Was it eight? I think it was eight oxen tied together. Yeah. Pulling a giant wooden plow. So those could have been all eight bulls. Eight great big animals. They would have been large animals. Yeah, I suppose. And they and did if you think about, the run of the work, too. Yes. And if you think about the sacrifices in the temple, everything had to be perfect and intact. Oh, yeah, probably no so, castrated dudes. So he's talking about... Well, the eunuchs, but that's not sacrificial. He's talking about this monstrous, <laughs> monstrous animal. Mm-hmm. And the eagle, of course, being the apex predator of the air. Mm-hmm. So we have strength, we have ferocity, we have the regalness of it, we have all those things. Or and the then the other one... the intelligence of the human. 
And then, yeah, maybe it's intelligence. I don't know if we give ourselves too much credit, too much credit by saying that. Well, but, but we reason. Once again, what, what gets me is it's a face. The yeah. face of a man. It does not say the body of a man. Right. It's just the face of a man. Not even the head of a man. Doctor Who. Yeah. There was the 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 head, remember? The all knowing oh, yeah. head, the super intelligent thing. Yeah, that's weird. Alien being but yeah. anyway, um so we have these so there must be something that equates in John's eyes, there's something that equates to power or strength or something here. None of these creatures are weak. None of these creatures are imperfect. None of these creatures are, they all have, they are representative of something very, very powerful. But none of them are figurative either. These are not figurative creatures. These are four living creatures. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say they, they kind of look like this. No, he said they this is are, what they are. This is what they look like. So they are as Just real as anything. sat down because they'd have to sit on top of their eyes. Ezekiel says they're constantly in motion. Right, so they don't kneel. He says they're constantly in motion. Do they kneel? And they are constantly moving around like flashes of lightning. They probably don't kneel because then they have to kneel on their eyes. So they're probably... I mean, this is weird. I mean, I don't know, but you're right. They're constantly in motion. They never stop saying. And and Ezekiel talks about them moving like flashes of lightning. So you would see them and they're Mm. moving. Crazy. They're all around. Heaven, I think. Strobe lights. When we get there. Thunder, lightning. Wow. When we first get there, I think we'll just have our mouth open for like a thousand years. And just be in awe. And I think, you know, when when God told Moses, no one can see me and live. Yeah. With rebirth and the second life, when heaven comes around and we can live and see Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I think it will defy any comprehensible description that we have today Mm, of course so if we can't describe it we can't understand it john gives the best he can of what he sees here yeah um it's crazy it's amazing it is amazing that we get this and it's such a gift i gotta say we have this book i know you do go ahead okay so here's the thing if you're listening to this and you right now don't know if you're going to heaven or You've never accepted Jesus. You need to do it because you'll never see this if if you don't know Jesus. You just have to say, be part of my life and let him live through you. And boy, that is such a relief. Then, then the world is not centered around you and you get rid of all that drama. You don't have to control things. You just, Jesus is, is in the driver's seat and then he's your best friend because he's always there and like we humans we even when we don't want to we fail each other because first we get sick we we get tired we for some reason can't be somewhere to be with some someone all the time like i can't be with shannon constantly 24 hours a day though we're best friends but but jesus is there with him and me so Mm -hmm. that's where jesus jesus's friendship is it's something you need if you don't have it. I mean, he wants to be your best friend. And you want to see this. I mean, this is well, crazy. And in addition, I think, I'm not sure that everyone won't see this. Well, that's true, but too. But the difference is, if you have a relationship with Christ, 
And that door is open to you. That door is open to you in love and in understanding. And you will recognize the person you have a relationship with. Yeah. And it will not cause abject fear. Right. But if you refuse Christ well, and then have yeah. to look him in the eye, this would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. It all Heaven is terrifying if you don't know Jesus. Because the overwhelming... All the overwhelming descriptions we're getting from John and Ezekiel and all these other things going at the same time. All you all you know if you do not know Christ is that you are never going to be able to be there. Yeah. And those that do know Christ will. And I will also say hmm. one thing. Okay, right now, even if you don't know Jesus, this this applies to absolutely every person on earth. God is in your life, whether you acknowledge him or not. And we cannot fathom what it will be like to be separated from God. Mm -hmm. If God took himself like his Holy Spirit out of this world and we had to live in a world without the restraining power of the Holy Spirit, you know how the world is getting so bad evilly in evilly in evil ways. Right. Th that what what happens now in the worst of times does not even compare to what it will be like when the Holy Spirit is not part of this world. And, and so your when, life... When the demons have full reign of the earth. Yeah, and and that means mm -hmm. they'll have full reign of anyone who's not part of and Jesus. there's no consequences for them doing anything they want to do. Yeah. That's a... Oh. It would be horrible. Right. So even if you're not sure, just say, hey, Jesus, show yourself to me, or I, I'm, I'm, I'm considering it. Tell me why, Jesus. I want or, to know. I want to know you. I want to know, you know. Give him a and chance. Are, and the best way to do that, of course, is to read the words of Christ himself. Yeah. Get into your Bible. And yeah. Read about Christ. Read what Christ said himself, what he did, what he did for you. And yeah. why he says, I do this for you. Um, oh, the next. I, I want to end one. Oh, go, go ahead. I want to end. Oh, you, go ahead. What's, I was just going to say. The next chapters, every next chapter is just full of incredible imagery, and and it's I a continuation from it's, where we're at. Yep, and it's it's really good, and so hopefully we'll get a little better at doing these quicker because. Well, and when you look at when because you look we at have the Bible a lot of chapters, whole, yeah, um, you have to remember that the breaks are man-made. Right. The words of God are here. John would have written this all out at one time, and we broke them into chapters so that we right. could digest them. But it's a continuation. Mm -hmm. So, the last thing I want to I want to bring back, I want to come kind of full circle on this, and go back to Revelation one. And this is what John says about the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Why, well, if you look at this and it doesn't make sense to you, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. if you look at it, you don't understand it completely. That's okay. If you if you're trying to draw a picture of this on a piece of paper and you can't quite get it right, that's okay. Because what John says, Revelations 1-3, mm -hmm. blesses the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. Mm -hmm. And blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. Yeah. He does not say those who understand it. No. He says those who take it to heart. I like... Because he will, in Revelation, as we get into this, he will talk about events that are happening on earth. Those are much more familiar to us, and right. we'll be able to see that. Yep, and and uh, it says here in the message, time is just about up. And that's true. 
that's even true if if Jesus is not coming back for a hundred, a thousand years or whatever, because each of our lives are finite. And each of us have a little ticking clock. Yep. And we might live another 10, 20, 30, 40 years, or we could all die tomorrow. You know, you don't know when you're going to die. None of us do. So think on it. And I, I'm really glad that you listened. And thanks for coming. And we're going to get into Revelation 5, Revelation series number 5, very soon. Yeah. God bless. Bye.